0: Hello, I'm Taj, or digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we explore NFTs and highlight the businesses that are shaping Web 3.0 as we move from speculation to creating real-world value. Now, today was the third and final day of GeckoCon, the inaugural conference by CoinGecko, and it was all about NFTs, and I have to say it was pretty good. Uh, for the first two days, there was a lot of promoting and selling and shilling, and what have you, but today was just pretty much packed with just lots of information. The speakers that they closed it out with were pretty good. And I have to say my two favorite ones of today, I, I will just be uh, just highlighting a few things that they they pointed out. And I thought it was just some some great things really jumped out. And uh, early in the morning, we started off with a bang. There was a session called storytelling and world building in the metaverse with Igneous Tyrannous. And hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name and I would love to have him on the show. If so, if you ever hear this. I would love to have you as a guest. He's the head of communications for Bybit, a, one of the rising stars as far as exchanges go. Uh, they have just uh, some uh, great reviews as far as customer service. And, you know, when dealing with your money, that is sort of a big deal, right? But uh, anyways, it really wasn't about Bybit also whatsoever. It just so happens that he's the communications director there or head of communications, I should say. And he ended up telling storytelling. And obviously, as someone that is the head of communications for a major company, uh, telling a story is a great thing because that is definitely a part of, you know, sales and building a culture, uh, storytelling. We you know we sit around campfires uh, from the beginning of time and we build camaraderie, we build trust and we share the highlights, some exaggerated stories, if you will. You know, the hunt or the, 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 the battle stories or whatever around the fire and... And so communications is very important, especially in a industry that is just coming up such as this. But anyways, I have to say he was the best dressed. You know, uh, I, I joked around in the comments and actually said that this is the first appearance of a tie during the entire uh conference. And I really do believe it was, you know, uh, just joking around, obviously. But uh, he also had the, the best quote. He said, the best way to predict the future is to make it happen. And that is what we are doing here in the ground floor of this whole NFT space. We're building businesses, we are building, we're creating, and we are uh, early adopters. We, some of us, you know, that have been in this space, we have a lot of FOMO because so much is going on. We're missing out. We can't see everything, and there's just so many projects. However, you know, we are early. We are in this thing early, and uh, one thing I, I definitely will say, uh, going back to the whole storytelling and building culture and community and what have you. Uh, it's, it's clear that he has uh, a, a, a wide array of reading in his background because the examples, he used mythology, he used uh, all cultures from around the world and everything, and it all came back to the storytelling. And as far as building this thing out, how to get people on board, it's about the story you tell. For example, when I was first told about Bitcoin and crypto and all this stuff, the story was Get Rich Quick, and that did not appeal to me. But as soon as I saw NFTs and I saw real-world value, I saw collectibles, and I saw the potential for everything – I heard a different story and my outlook completely changed on the entire thing. So telling the story, whether it is to build the community around your NFTs or your artwork or uh, whatever it is, recruiting uh, different uh, people to work on a project with you or or promoting something, just being able to communicate that is really beneficial, especially if you're someone that is having a very hard time of getting your family on board with all of this stuff. I know uh, cryptocurrencies and uh, all this stuff. I've heard so many things, it's a great big Ponzi scheme and all sorts of stuff, and they're truly just not understanding it. And what it really comes down to is the story, how you communicate it and how you uh, recruit other people into the space. It really comes down to that, having a full understanding of it and being able to shape it in a way that really appeals to them. The next session that really jumped out at me and I was really interested in uh, was hearing Matthew Gold, the founder and CEO of Unstoppable Domains. I have been just big on domains for the longest time and understanding uh, the, the the value of a domain. He gave a great analogy of, you know, back in the 90s when, say, someone was trying to uh, explain why purchasing a domain name was a valuable thing, why it was an asset. It just seemed like a, a, a crazy thing. So you want me to buy a word with a dot com at the end? Like, what does that mean? And it's it's very... Uh, fitting that he's doing this now in web 3.0 and the way they're doing these domains is they're actually issuing them as nfts and that is how uh, they're putting the visualization because really that's what a domain is it's a whole bunch of uh strings and computer codes and all sorts of stuff linking computers but to make it visual and easy we we just put a word and put a com net whatever it is and that is how we make it visual and easy to remember and what have you palatable to our eyes and memories so using nfts in the space like I thought it was just an ingenious thing to think of you know and that's one of the reasons why I started this nifty business show it was you know so much I was hearing about NFTs and crypto and everything was all about the financial space and flipping it and what he was trying to do he wanted to start a web 3.0 company that was not for financial use right such as all these different coins and blockchains and and markets and all these different things he wanted to figure out a way how to use all this technology in a way that is not necessarily uh, for invest. Or for IRAs or for you know a store of value or a peer-to-peer cash system digitally or whatever it is and he came up with this using this uh, domain system because that is something that we can all understand now 20 years you know, 30 years into this thing of having domains and having that digital asset. And that is a great way to explain what exactly an NFT is to someone because, okay, a word with a .com on it is not worth anything, but how much would you pay for google.com? You know, you can register a domain for eight, nine, $10. If google.com was for sale right now for 10 bucks, would you buy it? Would you buy it for a hundred? Would you buy it for a thousand? Maybe a million, a billion? You know, so, and really it's, it, it google.com was originally sold for the same thing that you can buy any crazy domain name for now, but the value of that domain is is because so much is tied behind it, the company, the search engine, the revenue, and all that stuff. So google.com is worth more than you know any string of random letters.com, right? But these NFT domains, these .eth domains, .crypto and all these different things, uh, I think it is a novel idea and it is very practical in the sense that what he's trying to create is a real digital ID in the sense that, you know, when you're logging into, there's many ways that he could possibly go with this, but one practical use was when you're logging into a website, for example, you can log into a website right now using Twitter and um, Facebook and other uh, other APIs as your login, even to a Word press your own site, you can set that up so people can log into your site using uh, Facebook. But what happens is with with this digital ID now, you'd actually own it and you can use that to log into different wallets. You can transact. You can verify. Let's say you call into customer service using this. This You can verify it because it is stored on the blockchain. It is unique. It is yours. No one else can have it. So in order to verify, you know, just as when you receive those text messages and you have to text back with the number that it was uh, given to you or your email confirmation code was emailed to you and you have to put that into the browser. Now, with this digital ID, with this domain, that is an NFT stored on a blockchain. That is one way. The term that he used was SSO or single sign-on. And that's basically what uh, right now we're seeing with all the APIs for the big social media companies. And I thought it was pretty cool that the thing that they're proposing, especially to be... Uh, compliant to all the privacy laws in Europe, you know, the GDPR uh, privacy laws, which is very, I don't even know what that even stands for, but I just know that uh, Europe, when we're, we're putting up websites and all sorts of stuff or email lists, we have to wonder, oh, okay, are we GDPR compliant? And it's completely different in the world. Different, uh, uh, the US has different rules, but the e- European Union definitely has that. And one way to help businesses, because it is complicated navigating all that, but having the, exp- the use User itself storing the data because the thing that everyone hates about Facebook is that they're selling data and all that and they're storing all this, they're collecting all this information, they know everything about us for the last 10, 15, 20 years, and they're using that to make money. But with this, with this uh, you have your your NFT domain, if you will. And you're storing the data yourself, so when you log in, you bring that data, you bring that information. So it's not like it's stored on a central system at Facebook or Google or wherever. It's actually stored with the user, and the user brings that data in when they sign in. So I think it's just an interesting way of looking at it, and what he's actually uh, proposing or is trying to make this mass market, they have put on a, originally it was on ETH, and of course, you know, ETH, expensive, and gas fees, and slow, and what have you, but now they're building it out on Polygon so that they can access, make it accessible to more people, and their actual, their goal is just mind blowing: is to get it three billion with a B people onto this. So just as people are signing on to, you know, get Wi-Fi and they have their Facebook, Facebook has over a billion people, or probably two probably going on three now, a uh, billion people, which if you told me that when I was in college, that three billion people would be on this thing, I'd be like, yeah, that's ridiculous, right? But that is the goal that they're going for right now. And just making it mass appeal and putting it on Polygon, the second layer, it, it's, it's going to make it a lot easier for people to access the barrier for entry as far as cost goes down to zero. And I think it's a pretty cool, cool idea. And really, uh, he, it, it's it's definitely growing. It's catching on. Down in the bear market, he was talking about just having a handful of transactions, like maybe like, say, 20 of these domains being sold. But now there, there's so much demand that they have scaled up their their processing and their computing power to be able to handle 30 to 100 million of these things. And the goal is actually to be up to that 3 billion, like I said. So there's a lot more growth to go. And, you know, this stuff is just really cool. This is some pretty nifty businesses, if you will, that uh, are, are coming up with some great stuff. And it goes so far beyond flipping the the latest, the next hot drop. And they're actually building out real world things that we can use to make our lives so much better. Verifying your ID to banks and stuff. I know uh, around the world, especially getting credit checks and uh, getting documents for you to get a passport and all sorts of theft. You have to go and have 10, 15 reputable people in the community sign off on it and all these different things. You have to go to police, uh, politicians, pastors, and it's, it's pretty ridiculous. So, you know, things that we take for granted in, you know, developed countries. Uh, I can tell you right now where I'm currently in Jamaica, and it is a lot easier harder to get your own money out of the bank than it is to borrow money from a bank in the U.S. So it's actually crazy. So something like this could really speed up the process in verifying people. And, you know, this is pretty cool stuff and just the tip of the iceberg as we're going. So hopefully you found this interesting as much as I did, because I can't wait to see what we're building out and how it's going to build the space out together. So hopefully you enjoyed this and I will see you in the next one. Later.